Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey folks, welcome to the first episode of 2021, right here on Full Count Chaos. You can reach me, of course, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at fullcountchaos. Happy New Year, everyone. Royal season will be here before we know it, right around the corner. I'm telling you, I missed you guys. I hope you're all doing well, staying safe, continuing to get through this shitstorm. Truly feels like normal We'll never get here again. 2021 already starting off with a bang. So this episode, I'm just, again, reaching out to you folks, saying Happy New Year. I will be getting back in the routine soon here every week with putting an episode out, but I just wanted to reach out, see how you folks are doing, getting ready for the new season, some things that I want to look forward to with the Orioles. I've got some emails that came in. I want to get to that in a little bit. Uh, somebody wrote in basically saying, what the hell are you doing with your life? You had a chance to be someone. And you screwed that up. So I'm go over that here in just a minute. Somebody also wrote in um, most hated player and another experience they had at Camden Yards that they'll never forget. And speaking of never forgetting, how about that Ravens game against the Titans? Holy shit! You want to talk about drama in sports? I mean, can can Lamar win a playoff game? If he if he does, uh, if he's down, can he still win? Well, he did both. Now you got logo gate between Titans and Ravens. Titans on the Ravens logo, and now Ravens on Titans logo. <laughs> the Twitter fans are just going back and forth. Who's more disrespectful? So that was a great game to watch. I'm glad there's still going to be more football to watch in this house. Not much to do, not many places to go. I at least have one more entertaining week with Baltimore teams playing sports I can watch. So that'll be fun. So dealing with this year, it's just been a big bag of shit. And if you're like me, you've been staying home. All day, every day. I mean, still going out doing shit a little bit here and there, but but being safe. I have learned that I have fallen in love with my wife even more because I introduced her to the Die Hard movies with Bruce Willis. Love those movies. I don't know too many people out there who don't like those movies. I also fell in love with my wife even more when she agreed with me that Die Hard 1 is definitely a Christmas movie. So I'm thinking, I'm, I'm going, man, we, we've got so much in common that we didn't know. This is fantastic. Um, when I introduced her to the Die Hard movies, I thought, you know, after about a half hour, she'd be like, all right, what else is on? So we started with Die Hard 1 after it was over. She's like, what else we got? What's, what's Die Hard 2 like? Let's play that. Then we went to Die Hard 3, and we just kept going. I'm like, this, this is amazing. Again, I just fell in love deeper and deeper with her. The more and more she was enjoying these Die Hard movies. Fantastic. And she agrees with me as well. Die Hard 3, out of all of them, are the best. You know, the movies after Die Hard 3, okay, as, as more and more they go on, they get a little wishy-washy. But I've had a lot of disputes over the years with people thinking Die Hard 1 was the best. I have Die Hard 3, and then Die Hard 1. It was just fantastic. Introducing her to those movies. She loves it. It even came on TV the other night after we binged it. And she was like, oh, cool, Die Hard's on. <laughs> she started watching it. I'm like, this is fantastic. So that was great to learn about my wife. Glad we, you know, she loves football. She's beautiful. And now she loves diehard movies. I mean, I hit the fucking jackpot. I'm a lucky guy. And, and by the way, that, that night that we decided to binge Die Hard, I'm like, all right, I got to celebrate. So I ordered us some, a, a great dinner, some steaks, uh, some nice sides. I went and picked it up at the restaurant. Now, this has only happened to me once. 
But when I walked in, I, I forgot to wear my mask. I, I guess I was so excited. You know, I'm thinking about, oh, she's going to love Die Hard. I had other stuff on the mind. And I walk in, and I'm assuming that's the same feeling as if I walked in with no pants on and my balls are hanging out, and everyone's looking at me like, oh, my God, look at this guy. Because I panicked. I covered up my mouth like I'd be covering up, covering up my genitals. Like, oh, my God, I, I'm walking in the restaurant with no pants on. It's fucking asinine. I panic. I run out of the store. You know, I'm like, it's got to be the same feeling as, you know, not having pants on. So that's only happened to me once. I panicked. I freaked out. Everyone's looking at me all funny. I don't know. So, yeah, that was my one-time experience of, of forgetting to put my mask on. And it was a horror show. All right, real quick, before we move forward, this is going to take about 10 seconds. I just want to remind you folks, the wait is finally over. Football playoffs is in full effect, and the NBA is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Listen up. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, moving on. I'm going to make you guys two promises this year on the podcast. I will not be using the word rebuild this year. All right? Or the two words be patient. All right, we're all tired of hearing that shit. I'm tired of hearing the word rebuild. I'm tired of hearing the words be patient. I think we've all expressed that. I've expressed it the past couple of years on this podcast. Even though we know the situation, we're tired of hearing that every time they lose. We try to make ourselves feel better. I get it. When they lose, we, you know, we say losing's okay right now because, you know, we're in a rebuild. We'll, just be patient. Uh, the future is close. You know, I, I, I can't do that. I don't care if the Orioles are only playing kids from Dundalk High School. Their ass better find ways to win. So I'm not going to sit here and say, well, it's the rebuild. I'm going to try not to use that word. And the two words, be patient. <laughs> All right, forget it. I hate losing. You hate losing. Find a way to win. But a few years of uh, this rebuild and a few years of being patient, let's go. You know, it's like uh, with these, the, look, the Orioles are, are are saving up a shit ton of money. In a few years, buy some arms, buy the pitchers. They used to want to grow the arms, buy the bats. Well, they, they, they need to cut that shit out a long time ago. Buy the arms. <laughs> Let somebody else grow those arms and bring them in the league. All that money we're going to have, spend it. Let's go. Just dump it into five aces. <laughs> the Orioles, all five pitchers. They're all number one guys. Just line them up night after night. That's uh, just freaking barrels of money the Orioles are going to have after all this. Again, like I was saying, I, I, my guess is the season's going to be about 120 to 140 games. Uh, it's not going to be so dramatic this time with the owners and players going back and forth. And I don't see uh, MLB playing games without fans this season. If old Roger Goodell did it with cramming fans in this year, in the middle of the worst part of the pandemic, you know, the numbers were spiking, shit was getting crazy. And Roger Goodell's like, you know, fuck it. 15, 20,000 fans, not a problem. Let's do it. So you, you, you better believe you're going to see Major League Baseball be like, all right, we're going to figure this out. My question to you, will you be at Camden Yards without the vaccine? Baseball starts, haven't got the vaccine. Most people haven't. Are you going to cram into Camden Yards? Now, 
I probably shouldn't use the word cram, but even, you know, five, 10,000 fans like we unfortunately usually see like on a Monday or Tuesday night, are you still going to go? You know, I said all last year, I said, I, I, I don't care if I get a chance to go into Camden Yards, I'm going, but the closer we get there and, and don't have the vaccine and people are getting sick left and right. I don't know. I guess I'll just have to wait and see. But when everything again gets back to quote unquote normal again and I can get in that Camden Yards, oh my God. Going to be reminded what heaven's like. All right, some things I'm looking forward to. I'm sure you are as well. Trey Mancini will be coming back this season. Thank God for his health. Now, Royals catcher Salvador Perez was named the American League's Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, he missed 2019, obviously, with Tommy John surgery. And Rockabaca, one of his articles, said it best. Mancini should be the favorite for the award the minute he steps on the field for opening day. And I agree 110%. Absolutely. There shouldn't even be a discussion. They should just hand it out to him right now. Actually, send him an email. Say congratulations. We'll announce it later. But you have won, of course, player of the year. Comeback player of the year. Michael I said on SiriusXM, MLB Radio Network recently, he said uh, he's got his weight. He looks exactly the same. He's big. He's strong. He's running. He's not experiencing any symptoms. We are fully expecting he's going to be a day one full participant in spring training, and it's just going to be a normal season for him. Makes my eyes water up hearing that about Trey. Shit, over under 100,000. How many times Mancini's going to have to answer the question how he's feeling this season? Oh, my God. Every game, before the game, after the game, during the game. I mean, you know, obviously, for obvious reasons, you want to continue to ask how he's feeling. But, man, I, whoever you know works with him, hopefully they, they, they remind him, look, man, you, you're going to j- just prepare yourself. You're going to have to answer this more than a million times this season. But again, it's because we all want to know, we all care, and and again, thank God, Trey's even back to play baseball. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. Uh, Adley Rushman, when are we going to see him? He's continuing to be in all the conversations. He was promoted to double A, so congratulations on the promotion. Definitely will uh, take a ride to Bowie, check him out if uh, some fans are coming in the stadium. You know, I just got to see where we're at with uh, COVID and the vaccine and all that shit. Uh, and again, Michael Elias said on the radio network when they asked him about uh, Rushman, Elias said he should get here pretty quickly. And I hope he has a pretty smooth ride through the minor leagues. There you go. You know, they want to see Adley. Let's go. Bring him up. Bring him up. I know it's a rebuild. Oh, I got to put a dollar in the jar. I think if I slip up and say be patient, like be patient's not, I don't say that often. I, I Maybe, you know, when I, I first started this podcast up when, when the, uh, when the rebuild, put another dollar in the bucket, started, I was going, all right, be patient. But I don't even say that really. But I think every time I say the R word, I'm going to see how much money is in that little uh, bu- uh, bucket. It's like a cussing jar. Maybe at the end of the season, I'll take all the money. Who knows how much money will be in that uh, in the jar, in the rebuild jar. There you go. There's another dollar up to $3. Take my wife out to a nice dinner. Uh, some other guys a lot of us are hoping to see. Diaz, Ballman, Lowther, Wells, Bannon, they were all added to the 40-man roster in November. Uh, another Ryan McKenna was added to the 40-man roster uh, in November of 2019. It's possible all these guys could play for the Orioles in 2021. Why not bring them up? Of the remaining six, D.L. Hall, number one, 2017 pick. He could jo- join the Orioles late in the season. 
Even if he doesn't, he'll be added to the 40-man roster in November. Looking forward to watching Ryan Mountcastle get back in the batter's box. You know, he's getting bigger, working out. Those solid doubles will start turning into 420-foot home runs. You know, though he doesn't need much help with the power, he's already got it. But again, he's getting bigger, stronger, working more. 35 games he played last season. 333 average, 386 OBP, 492 slugging, 126 at-bats. That is not too shabby. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. Looking forward to see Hunter Harvey play a full season. Handle the closer role with success if he winds up being that guy. He was first pick in 2013. Shit or get off the pot. Let's go. You know, I, I, if he just works on one other pitch. I mean, when you throw 99-100 down the, the plate, I mean, he definitely does a good job hitting the corners. But every now and then you throw that hard, these guys in the batter's box, how strong they are and you know, they're trying to, they're they're doing just as well as you are pitching. They're eventually, the barrel's going to hit that ball, and it's just going to go out of the park. And we saw a couple times that happened to Hunter Harvey this past season. Just need a guy in the closer role that's not a fucking head case. You know, guy gets on base, and then they shit the bed. We need a guy, if gets on base, who gives a shit? Get the next two guys. Get this guy to ground out in the double play. That's what I want to see. I want to see someone step in the closer role. I know uh, some folks talk about the closer. Is it really that important? Especially with the situation, we're still trying to, you know, I'm going to say it again, the, the rebuild. Boy, I'm really shit in the bed with that promise. What was it, two minutes ago? I'm like, I won't ever say rebuild again. I've said it four freaking times so far. i got to think of another word for rebuild. But some people think, ah, closer's not a big deal right now. Absolutely. No matter what the scenario is with what your team is growing through, the closer role is always important. I mean, it's it's just devastating. Anytime. Who cares? If it's the end of the season, you guys have only won 10 games. You still want to win the game. So I, I think that's, I think the closer is, is one of the obvious most important positions out there on the field. A lot of shit happened in December. Jose Iglesias trade. I, I was heartbroken about that. I mean, it wasn't the end of the world, but I was really sad to see him go. I liked him as a player, veteran. Knew what he was doing, talented, great with the bat. <laughs> Thank God he was starting to hit home runs there towards the end because he could barely run the bases. Uh, but now he's in the on the Angels, hanging out with Trout. You know, Iglesias would only be making $3 million, so I, I just, I don't know. I thought that was kind of ridiculous. I guess, hey, Richie Martin, future Hall of Fame shortstop, come on up. You're up. But I was upset to see him go. He was tearing it up. 39 games he played, hit 373, three home runs, 17 RBIs. Come on up, Pinto. Gene Pinto, 19 years old, pitched three games in the Dominican Summer League in 2019. So don't know too much about him. Garrett Stallings, 23, was the Angels' fifth-round pick in 2019. Has yet to uh, pitch professionally. Don't know much about him. But you just trust Elias and his guys. You know what you're doing. Now, uh, Elias was asked about the trade. He goes, there will come a time, and this was kind of, you know, you, you hear Elias say this every now and then, and it just reminds you to go, ah, shit. But he says uh, about the about the uh, uh, Glacius trade, Elias says, there will come a time when we flip the switch to maximizing wins, but it's our judgment that we're not there yet. This is not fun to subtract from your major league team, but that's what you do when you're below 500 and rebuilding. He said it, not me. And he says, we still are. So you read that. Or you hear that and you just go, ah, shit. Because 
us Oriole fans, we want to start believing like, all right, it's coming to an end here. The R word is coming to an end soon. Not saying this year is the last year of the R word. I'm just saying that we we all in the back of our minds are going, okay, it's soon. Talking about Rushman, pitching's getting better. You know, Trey Mancini's coming back. Ryan Mountcat, you know, just things are starting to, to to click a little bit. So, yeah, of course, we're going, all right, you know, when are we going to start wrapping this up? But then we see him uh, drop the bomb of saying things like, well, we're not there yet. Sorry. Still going to be shitting some things away. Not there yet. Below 500. Hanser, seeing him leave. I was more upset about missing his personality. Obviously, he was tearing it up. He was fun. I did. Some games, I'd be like, why does he even bring his glove to the game? Others, I'm like, hey, that was pretty fun. Nunez, he's gone. Wasn't surprised. Austin Wynn's gone. <laughs> Wasn't surprised at all about him. So I would love to hear from you guys. What are you looking forward to in 2021? Do you just want to see a, a, a 500 season? You know, you're not looking for the playoffs yet. You're not looking for the World Series. I mean, we're always looking for that. No matter what it is, we're always looking for that. But again, being realistic, you know, are, are you looking for the uh, for a winning season, maybe two games above 500? Is there a specific player that you're keeping an eye on? What about Chris Davis? Going to talk about him here in a minute. I think that was one of my promises last year, wasn't it? Wouldn't talk about Chris Davis anymore. Maybe that was two years ago. FullCountChaos at gmail.com. Just love to hear from you folks. What are you looking forward to? In 2021, maybe you're not looking forward to anything this season. You're just hoping it'll hurry up and get by and the Orioles will get better. And then maybe in 2022, 2023, you'll start focusing 100% on some positive shit. Anyway, love to hear from you guys. Want to get to some emails that came in not too long ago. Uh, This email is from Jay. He writes in, he says, I stumbled across your podcast last year and was trying to catch up on some episodes and I learned your dad pitched for the Orioles minor leagues for a few years. Also learned your uncle, too, pitched for the Orioles. And, uh, yeah, he did in the majors. Uh, just wondering, why didn't you decide to be the next Orioles pitcher in your family? Appreciate the email, Jay. He's basically saying, what the hell? You decided to stop playing baseball and what? Podcast was your dream? <laughs> Appreciate the email. Uh, not really something you can just wake up one day and say, you know what, I, I'm going to go ahead and pitch for the Orioles, I'm going to pitch in the majors, and I'll keep the family tradition of pitching in the Orioles organization. Um, I I did play Little League, travel baseball growing up. I was a pitcher, and I was damn good at it. I had a freaking rocket launcher. And when I was 12 years old, I actually uh, I made the uh, 14 travel team. I was very intimidated. Uh, being 11, 12 years old, it's like night and day. It's starting to play around 14 years old, uh, 14 year old kids. They're sprouting up. I'm still, you know, five foot nothing. But I had an arm, like my dad did, of course. So you know, genetics, right? <laughs> so one day, my dad and I got invited to watch one of our uh, friend of the family. They invited us to a lacrosse game. I watched it. He was there. We fell in love with the game. Um, I always loved contact sports. And I just started playing lacrosse. And my dad actually admitted, he goes, I'll tell you, baseball is just getting boring with the, you know, watching the Little League games and driving all over the place. And even though he loves baseball just like I do, lacrosse is so much fun. I had fun playing it. I was a defender. I loved hitting people. I I just adored it. My dad loved going to the games. I guess it was just something new. So that's what happened. I I said, bye-bye baseball. 
at a young age, and I started playing lacrosse, grew up, played in high school, some in college, indoor lacrosse. I had fun with it. I still would love to play. So, <laughs> Jay, appreciate it. Yeah, I wish I could have woke up one day and said, you know, fuck it. Nah, I'll play for the Orioles, quit my job, and be like, ah, I'm going to be an Orioles pitcher. But that's what happened. It's not like I uh, broke my arm or there was some dramatic story of why I had to stop pitching. I decided to play lacrosse back at the age of 12. All right, uh, here's an email from Jess. She said a couple years, I think, yeah, she wants to write in, give a, um, yeah, the story of a uh, uh, day that she remembers at Camden Yards, a day, I guess this is one that she doesn't want to remember or she'll want to forget, whatever the fuck I'm saying here, you get it. Anyway, uh, her name's Jess. She goes, a couple years ago, my husband's parents took us to an Orioles game, uh, Orioles day game, mid-July, she says it was about 103 degrees, sun hitting us the entire game. She says, the night before, I drank a lot more than I can handle. Almost finished a 12-pack of Mike's Hard Lemonade. Oof. She said, during the game, I had to run to the bathroom every inning, thinking each time I was going to throw up. Finally, left at seventh inning, telling his parents I was just not feeling well. The car ride home had to ask them to pull over a few times. They did, and I started to dry heave right outside the car. Wasn't my best day. Thank goodness his parents adore me. That was a tough game and a tough day. His parents always bring that day up every time they see us. Appreciate it, Jess. Appreciate the email. Uh, There's a lot of stories that I get. People writing in about uh, having hangovers or throwing up or getting wasted. It's pretty funny. You know, when I, I remember... When I threw that out there for the show, I'm thinking people are going to go, I remember the Orioles, they were down by one, and Adam Jones comes up to bat. But now, that no, it's the trend of, I remember I was wasted the night before, and I'm hungover, and <laughs> people running around the parking lot in their underwear, and I don't know. It's almost like everything but the game, which I love. Again, I've always said, I don't care what it is. Right into the show, love to hear from you guys. But it just cracked me up, and I love it. I love it. All right. Um, Leonard wanted to write in most hated player. Again, that's one of the things I want to hear from you guys. Any players out there that you just can't stand from back in the day that play now? Some player in the minors, whatever. Most hated player. Leonard's is Chris Davis. He said he's sick and tired of Chris Davis lying to the fans every season about all the hard work he's been doing. His comment a few weeks ago about his contract pissed me off, too. He was offered to head down to minors and work shit out, and he decided to stay up, make the Orioles work harder to win with his shitty offense and mediocre defense. He's the player that has pissed me off the most past couple seasons. (laughs) Appreciate it, Leonard. He's got a little rage for Chris Davis, which a lot of people have past few years. A lot of rage towards Davis. Um, So, again, Leonard, thanks for the email. Um, On a video conference call, about a month ago, one of the uh, comments he's saying that I, I think, and I'm pretty sure this is what Leonard's talking about, and I noticed all over Twitter people weren't happy about Chris Davis saying that, but I, I, I have it here. It's, he says, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not giving up, not throwing in the towel. I understand the club is trying to cut payroll, and I'm the one big lump they're kind of stuck with. Now, here's where I think people, and Leonard's talking about, he ends with, but they knew what they were signing up for when they took the job. Again, I know it's a lot of fans that thought Davis was being a smart-ass dickbag saying that. And look, as much as Chris Davis has tugged on my angry nerves, and, and I've had it with him, I've, I, I've just—I I don't even have words to express how frustrated I am that he's on the team anymore. But 
I don't think he meant anything by that last comment. I think at this point he just said, look, you know, when, when Elias and all them came aboard, they knew that I was the big pink elephant in the room. Well, I'm not even the pink elephant. Everybody was talking about him. So it's not like anything no one's talking about. But, you know, also what Leonard was saying about when he had the option to go down to the minors to work on it. I mean, remember Kim? A few years ago, the same thing with him. He even got booed in opening day when they were introducing the players. But look, 99.99% of the time, when players have the option to stay in the majors, they're going to stay in the majors. You know, I mean, look, if you ride on an airplane, first class, free drinks, free food, you just love it, back massage, anything you basically want. And someone says, look, man, uh, you know, you don't have to, but we just think you should go sit and coach for a while where it's crowded. People can smoke. uh, You get peanuts. You get a little cup of ice and some soda when you're thirsty. Why don't you why don't you go and coach for a little bit? But you don't have to. You know, you probably say, no, I think I'm going to work it out. I'm going to work out the kinks sitting in first class. It's just always going to happen that way. So, again, as much as I hate Chris Davis and I can't wait to the day he's off the team, I just, I you know, I don't think he meant anything really with the comments and I don't, I can't really blame him for not wanting to go down to the minors. I know a lot of people, that means that he's not a team player. I, I Look, I get it. I was upset, you know, and I'm like, hey, man, get the fuck out of the way. Let, let some of these good players come up. Because a lot of people at one time, I remember saying, oh, he's the reason Ryan Mountcastle isn't coming up. He's clogging up the drain you know we were all upset but when you have the option to continue to fly first class you're going to stay there that's where it's going to be anyway again hope everybody had a safe new year's i just wanted to reach out again i i don't know maybe i'll put out some more episodes coming up here you know a pitcher's catcher around the corner pitcher catcher's meeting um you know but once the season gets going once we get closer obviously we'll get moving here the episodes will be coming out every week and I just would love to hear from you folks what you guys been doing. Uh, Again, anything that you're looking forward to, any specific player that you want to see not shit the bed, would love to hear from you. Again, I really miss all you folks, and I hope to hear from you soon. Hit me up, fullcountchaos at gmail.com or Twitter at fullcountchaos. Till next time, see you.